Welcome to our Dialogue Sermon for Sunday the 20th of December. Welcome to our Worship at Home service this week. Today is the fourth Sunday in Advent, where in our Advent liturgy we think about Mary, the soon-to-be mother of a special child. Our souls magnify the Lord, and our spirits rejoice in God our Saviour. God has looked with favour on the lowliness of God's servant. God's mercy is with those who fear him, from generation to generation. God has shown strength with God's arm. God has scattered the proud in the thoughts of their hearts. God has brought down the powerful from their thrones and lifted up the lowly. God has filled the hungry with good things and sent the rich away empty. Come, for God is doing a new thing. Come, let us worship God. Reading from Luke chapter 1, verses 26 to 38, the New International Version. In the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy, God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a town in Galilee, to a virgin pledged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of David. The virgin's name was Mary. The angel went to her and said, Greetings you, O our highly favoured. The Lord is with you. Mary was greatly troubled at his words and wondered what kind of greeting this might be. But the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary. You have found favour with God. You will conceive and give birth to a son, and you are to call him Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of his father, David, and he will reign over Jacob's descendants forever. His kingdom will never end. How will this be, Mary asked the angel, since I am a virgin? The angel answered, The Holy Spirit will come on you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. So the Holy One to be born will be called the Son of God. Even Elizabeth, your relative, is going to have a child in her old age, and she who was said to be unable to conceive is in her sixth month, for no word from God will ever fail. I am the Lord's servant, Mary answered. May your word to me be fulfilled. Then the angel left her. O God, we light the fourth candle of Advent. We hear your angel Gabriel and witness the faith of Mary. Fill us with your grace and light. Mary was a young, strong, spiritual woman. Even though her life wasn't easy, she heard God's voice and said yes. Her song was a prayer that would uplift those who were downtrodden. Her lyrics shattered the proud and called the world to change. She would bear within her the promised child Jesus, the light of the world. This Advent we respond to God's beckoning to us as well. Revealing God, visit us and fill us with your spirit. Bring your good news to life within us. Give us courage to carry your light into the injustices and shadows of this world. Amen.
Mary's gift beyond all telling was to give Christ room, timeless God as human dwelling in a mother's womb. Who could guess the final story, cross and glory, empty tomb? Amen. We're now going to have our second reading for today, which is taken from Luke chapter 1, verses 46 to 55. Mary responded, Oh, how my soul praises the Lord! How my spirit rejoices in God my Saviour! For he took notice of this lowly servant girl, and from now on all generations will call me blessed. For the Mighty One is holy, and he has done great things for me. He shows mercy from generation to generation to all who fear him. His mighty arm has done tremendous things. He has scattered the proud and haughty ones. He has brought down princes from their thrones and exalted the humble. He has filled the hungry with good things and sent away the rich with empty hands. He has helped his servant Israel and remembered to be merciful. For he made this promise to our ancestors, to Abraham, and his children forever. Don't be afraid, he said, as though angels popping up out of the blue are to a penny, no cause for concern. Well, I'm sorry, but I was petrified, caught between the urge to run and scream. And when he started on about being favoured by God, blessed among women, well, it only made things worse. Who was I to be singled out? I to be chosen, a nobody like me from Nazareth. Well, whoever this guy was, he'd come to the wrong house, and the sooner he was gone, the better. But he didn't go, and somehow, despite myself, I listened, my amazement growing by the second as he talked of a child I would bear, a saviour who would rule over the house of David, and whose kingdom would never end. How can this be? I asked. For a start, I'm still a virgin. But he wasn't finished yet, not by a long way. This child he spoke of, to be not just my son, but God's too, conceived by his spirit. Well, if I was troubled before, I'd more reason now to be. For this was mind-blowing stuff, certain to turn the world upside down and change my life forever. Yet somehow I suddenly felt strangely calm, happy to accept whatever was asked for me, no questions asked. Why? Because if God was really speaking and could actually use someone as ordinary as me, then surely nothing was beyond him however impossible it might seem. The future was in his hands, not mine, and what better place could there be to leave it? May the words of my mouth and the meditations of all our hearts be pleasing to you, our God and Father. Today I want to focus on the reading which formed part of our Advent candle lighting, where we see this young girl, Mary, 
receive an important announcement. I want to think about the chosen, the ruler and the call. We can see on many occasions in the Bible when God wants to intervene. He does so through a person and normally this person is not expecting it. This choice has nothing to do with who they are, their character, their abilities or what they have accomplished before, nor is it to do with their availability. In this, the most important revelation by God in history, the presentation of his son, Jesus, he chose a young teenager. In our other reading for today, we're given a hint about the situation Mary found herself in, humble, poor, and not in the best of minds. Not really the type of person that most of us would choose for such an important job, I'm sure. But the angel tells her, you are favoured, which means chosen by God. You have been chosen for this purpose, to give birth to his son. You will call him Jesus. Have you ever received anything in the post or been given responsibility for something where you were totally shocked that you had been chosen and in many ways feel that you didn't deserve it? When we're chosen, the first thing that God does is flood our minds with the idea. Sadly, many people have God-given ideas that don't go anywhere, that are not acted upon. We have to carry out these ideas, just like Mary had to carry the child. We have to bring the idea to fruition, and the way that we do that is by having a plan. I'm sure there are people listening today who have God-given ideas. Once you've been given an idea by God, you have to bring it to birth, to go out and do it. Only you can make it happen. God never gives an idea to someone who's going to act alone. He gives them to people who are connected together in community. This is the kingdom of God, a place or a group where God is at the centre, where he is in control. He sets the agenda and his will gets done. That is why we pray regularly in the prayer that Jesus taught his disciples, Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. When we come together in community as God's people who are committed to the will of God, then we see the kingdom of God in action. God gives his ideas to those who are committed to developing his kingdom. God tells us that Jesus will be great and will be called the Most High. God will give him the throne of his father, David, and he will then reign over the house of Jacob forever. For some Christians, their aim is to get other people into heaven. However, God's plan is to get heaven to earth. When chaos entered the world, through the sin in the Garden of Eden, he set in place a plan for salvation. At that moment, when chaos seemed to rule the earth, God told Adam that someone was going to come that would banish the sins of the world. 
seven or eight hundred years before Jesus was born, the prophet Isaiah said this, For to us a child is born, for to us a child is given. The government will be on his shoulders. He will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Of the increase of his government and peace there will be no end. This is someone who was going to reign on David's throne and over his kingdom, establishing and upholding it with justice and righteousness for that time on and forever. Justice and righteousness are the foundation of God's throne. Peace is a demonstration of God's presence. Those who are committed to live in the purpose of the kingdom of God are countercultural. They don't reflect the values of our culture, but they reflect the values of heaven. God came not in power and authority, but in humility and as a servant. We are also called to live our lives in humility and as servants. Many people proclaim the Jesus we see as offering security, comfort and prosperity. But the Jesus of Nazareth isn't about security, comfort and prosperity. He's about come and follow me, which means we need to sacrifice and to serve. Then the angel tells Mary that she is to go home and tell people that she is pregnant and that God did it. How did she respond? I am the Lord's servant. May it be to me according to your work. Are you able today to say that you are the Lord's servant and ready to do his work? Jesus came to establish the kingdom of God. But then the building of it was left to us. It's a kingdom that will never be defeated. Jesus said that the people will know about the kingdom of God because the blind will see. We will know that God is working in our midst because we will see the lame walking. This is the power that we have received through his birth. This is the power we celebrate at Christmas. We are a community that has been given authority through Jesus. We are to release the resources of heaven here on earth. We are told that the angel told Mary to not fear. And that is my takeaway for today. Do not fear what is to come, either through this pandemic or through our works and service for the Lord. Because there is nothing that is impossible if we do so in the power of the baby born in a stable. Amen. God of all hope and joy, open our hearts in welcome that your Son Jesus Christ at his coming may find in us a dwelling prepared for him. Lord, grant us to share in the divine mystery of Christ's coming. Lord, as we once again prepare for Christmas, help us to make time in all our busyness for quiet prayer and contemplation, that we may reflect upon the wonder of your love and allow the reality of the Saviour's birth to permeate our hearts and minds and souls. So may our joy be deeper 
our worship more real and our lives worthier of Christ's incarnation and sacrifice. Lord, grant us to share in the divine mystery of Christ's coming. Lord, look with loving kindness upon your church as we struggle to be a body worthy of Christ's name. We ask you to help us heal our divisions by focusing on the great panorama of the coming of the kingdom rather than on the minute details of the route we may take. Lord, grant us to share in the divine mystery of Christ's coming. Lord, we rejoice in the love of our homes. We pray for all who have enriched our lives by their goodness. All who have accepted us and cared for us. We pray for all who are separated from those that they love, either physically or in emotional distance. We pray for all who are alone, that they may not feel lonely. Lord, grant us to share in the divine mystery of Christ's coming. Lord, we pray for all who are hungry for acceptance, who are hungry for love, all who long to be needed. We remember all those who are ill at this time and those who are anxious for them. Lord, grant us to share in the divine mystery of Christ's coming. Lord, you came to earth that in your power and love we might ascend into heaven. Bless those whom we love that have departed this life with the gift of life and love eternal. Lord, grant us to share in the divine mystery of Christ's coming. Heavenly Father, who chose the Blessed Virgin Mary to be the mother of the promised Saviour, fill us, your servants, with your grace, that in all things we may embrace your holy will and with her rejoice in your salvation. Lord, grant us to share in the divine mystery of Christ's coming. And join me as we say the prayer that Jesus taught his disciples, a prayer that will be said today by Christians the world over. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us, and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power and the glory, for ever and ever. Amen. Most High God, for you nothing is impossible. Through a poor young woman in a small town, you gave birth to your realm of endless glory. By your Holy Spirit, fill us with new life and hope, and overshadow us with your power and grace, so that we, like Mary, 
might be your servants, bearing witness to the promise of your word, through Jesus Christ, who is coming to reign. And may the blessing of God the Father, God the Son and God the Holy Spirit, the blessed three in one, be with you today and forevermore. Amen. Stay safe, have a lovely week, have a great Christmas and God bless.